I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program. Welcome, everyone, to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Graham Tallman, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in virtual reality. We record our episodes live in Allspace every week, and you can join us from your PC or VR headset. Just log into Allspace, join our Simulation Nation channel, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Today, we have the third episode in our Hosts of Allspace series, where we interview the top people and organizations holding events in virtual reality we are joined by the mastermind behind all stage events who runs events such as jaws comedy club open mic and worst talk show in all space ladies and gentlemen give a more warm emoji malcolm for alt person himself that's right he's here hello hello (laughs) maestro i'm I'm the mastermind that's right (laughs) why not you gotta you're you gotta write your own virtual company I'll stay, I'll stay yeah. <laughs> but whenever I think of the word mastermind, I always picture like some evil, like genius behind the scenes, like pulling all the strings. Uh, <laughs> so you're more like a, um, uh, a, a maestro maybe. Hmm. I'm a lot <laughs> no, of things. <laughs> oh no. Well, I'm we'll figure not. it out. Yeah, Everyone definitely. here has to figure out what we should use to describe all persons after the interview is done. If you have any ideas, throw it out there. Mastermind's not quite working. Maestro didn't <laughs> quite hit the mark. <laughs> this won't end well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so how, how have you been? I, you know, I look at, I, I look at you, I see here that uh, I have been friends with you for nine months. That's a pretty long time. I'm, I met you, yeah. I guess, right at the beginning of uh, when I started to come into Altspace. Yeah. So when, when I started Altspace, it was a very different place. It was uh, like a year and a half ago. Right. Um, so there was a lot less events going on. There was a lot less worlds. Um, it was really hard to find places. And so what mm-hmm. I kind of started doing as a habit was just like uh, friending everybody, everybody I saw, because it, it enabled me to be able to go and find other worlds because I could okay. say, oh, so-and-so's in this world. Let me go check that out. Hey, that person's there. Let me check that out. And so <laughs> and it was just a lot easier. <laughs> That's a great idea. Hey, you, and why not? You're, you got a lot of open mics. You're a social guy, social butterfly among the metaverse. So... That, you know, that, that totally works. Um, and I remember going to uh, some of your earlier events, uh, which we'll talk about uh, as we get, get into the show here. But I always thought they were super fun and just like a cool vibe to them. And I love that you do a lot of comedy shows. So I have a feeling that maybe you have a background in comedy or something like that. I guess you're like, nope, I'm not even funny. <laughs> um, uh, but we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. I could, I could, yeah. I mean, basically, I'll, I'll tell you. Like, so, um, you know, growing up, I've always kind of felt like, like an alien (laughs) in a weird way, like not like you know, uh, in space alien, but just like, um, I never really felt accepted by anybody. Um, you know, I was uh, like in my in my school growing up. I I make a joke about this. I was like the only Jew in my school. There was like maybe one other Jew in my school. Um. And, you know, that's what I learned. (laughs) I grew up in Tampa, which, by the way, Tampa's changed a lot since then. There's like so many Jews in Tampa now. They even bought out like a uh, an old army barracks and turned it into a JCC. (laughs) It's it's huge. Yeah, it's changed a lot. 
Um, but, but yeah, so, so when I was a kid, like, that's when I learned, you know, that, that, uh, Jesus was killed by Jews. Right. Yeah. That's what the kids told me. And I, and I was like, that's, that's terrible. Uh, who, who's Jesus? And then, then I was like, you know, did he go to school here? Oh no! Wow. <laughs> yeah, so right. I was a little kid, but you know, besides that, you know, so there was that part of alienation. I also, you know, had really, uh, you know, bad ADHD. I was like the mm. class clown. I, you know, I was all, like I could never focus. Um, you know, I, I had a genius IQ, so like it wow. didn't really no. I didn't really identify with anybody. Like nobody, like nobody really understood me most of the time. And wow. I tried so hard. Like all I wanted to do was be like everybody else. You know. And so, and it was just like a constant struggle. Right. Um, yeah. So, so I got into a lot of different things. I was never really, you know, since I was never really very focused, I, I always had different projects going on and there was always different things I wanted to explore. I wanted to understand, um, like psychology was a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I really liked it. Cause you know, cause when people have treated you f- in different ways for so long you see like either you get really angry or you try to figure out why and that was always the thing that i wanted i always wanted to trigger figure out where people were coming from Hmm. yeah and so psychology was like a real big thing for me i was really into it for a long time um Um, yeah. So that's, that's, oh, that's really interesting. You know, I, I do find it's, I, you know, the reason I love doing these uh, events and interviewing people that I meet and, and see throughout all space is just hearing the person behind the avatar is so fascinating to me. Like, I just think it's, it's like, it really humanizes um, this sort of video game that we're living in right now. And I, <laughs> I do find that a lot of people have a similar type of story where they were like, they had a, a, an illness and that caused them to be indoors a lot and not able to socialize or they weren't feeling like they were belonging in a group. And so they come. And, and so the metaverse has sort of become a place where people can reinvent themselves and uh, try out different things. You know, people who are have serious uh, agoraphobia or fear of of of. Um, speaking and they come in and they put on their avatar skins and suddenly they're able to do that. So I think that's great. <laughs> but yeah, you're able to to find that. That's that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, that's kind of how how it progressed. Like I really got into music when I was, you know, later, like in my in middle school, and then music was like a big thing for me. And and basically, I ha- picked up these different things that kind of made me feel like I was part of everything. Like I was involved. Like I was in a band. Um, and then my, like one year, my dad, you know, my dad was a single parent, so he had to work even when I was on summer vacation. So he was like, I'm putting you in summer school because you can't be in the house. And so he kind of forced me into drama class. Um, and he was like, you're going to love this. Don't worry. You're going to love it. <laughs> and I was oh, wow. like, why would I want to do that? You know, there was this, there was, of course, there's probably still is to a degree, but there was this stigma of people who were in drama club, you know, who were involved in acting. Right. And right. I didn't need another thing on my, you know, back that people were thinking, but I got into it and it was, it was like the greatest thing ever because I had, you know, I had really social, a real bad social anxiety because of how, you know, different I was. And, and, um, so I got into drama and what was great about it was it was an opportunity for me to be someone else. You know, I didn't have Uh to be me anymore. The person who was afraid, who was anxious, I didn't have to be that anymore. I could be, you know, any character I played 
and it was it was um it was like just an amazing step like for me because it made me it kind of brought me from intern to out outward you know and i became yeah. and it, and it kind of yeah and it really changed the way that i i acted around people um i was a lot more social and th- and then in acting i was back in i was in high school then and, and everything started to change you know like i was growing differently like girls were into me i, I didn't even know what was going on <laughs> people liked me i was getting fr- i was making friends it was completely different um and and i was also say that Oh yeah, it must it, it, uh, <laughs> that that was like it must be a, a crazy transformation for you. That was in high school, huh? yeah. that, so you must be good. Also, if if the if everyone's into you and you're making lots of friends, you must have been really good at acting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I was I I really got into um, method acting. That was my thing because wow. every everything everything every character I could play, if I could find a way to to find they, you know, what they were about within myself. It was like, it was really me. It was like, I wasn't acting at all. These were real strong emotions that existed inside myself. And so to bring them out in front of an audience was seamless. And yeah. And so I won a couple awards with that. I also, I won some awards um, when I was in, in band too, actually, I did a, a oh, wow. few state competitions. Uh, but yeah. And I was writing my own music. Uh, yeah. which was pretty strange. Like my music teacher would look at that and be like, Hey, follow the music we have. <laughs> what are you doing? Right. Like, yeah, but I got this, that, or the other. Crazy. Well, it looks like you still got some fans here. We got, uh, you know, everyone's here to see you. Huge flag 305 <laughs> and, uh, Celestini and Nicole says Trinicado and bad bear, uh, celestial hyper spice, nice name, chase. Andrew, a whole bunch of people here. So guys, if you would love to uh, talk or to uh, all person, or if you will have a question for him, just use the raise hand option and uh, we'll take that. We're just finding out uh, his inspiration. And right now we're into his origin story of how <laughs> he got into all space. We're slowly working our way up. Yes. Um, so, um, yeah. So, okay. So then, so high school, where, where did you go from there? You were, you were into acting, you were into music. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I did a couple of extra gigs and then things, uh, things were just really rough at home. Um, you know, like in high school, my mother died and, oh, wow. um, to hear that. Yeah. And it was really hard. I, I took it, um, very much to heart and I, I didn't really know what to do at that point. Like I was, there was a lot, um, I just was very depressed and then I just kind of like changed completely. Like I wasn't just. I, I didn't have the same light that I had before. Yeah. Um, and, and all I wanted to do every day was just find ways to kind of like get rid of the pain. Oh. And so I did a lot of partying <laughs> and, right. uh, you know, what, whatever you, you might imagine partying involves, I probably <laughs> did it. Right. Um, yeah. And it was in Tampa. And at that time, uh, th- there was a big rave scene. Uh, and I don't, I don't know how it is now because I haven't been involved in that in for, for so long. But right, um, this so is I was like the nineties. Pre- it sounds like nineties. Yeah, yep. yeah. Right. <laughs> in the nineties, so I was heavily involved in that, and I just didn't have much ambition at that point. Um, I started college, and I and I went through it, um, but I I ended up dropping out because I was just doing a lot of partying, and I didn't, I just didn't care anymore. Like I, yeah. <laughs> 
it, it's it's strange how how you could have you could be one way for so long and then just something crazy can hit you and and then it's just like you don't you just rethink everything okay. and you realize you know how precious life is and how how short it is right and i just That's felt cool. like i needed to just do ever anything fun i could possibly do because who knows at any time it could be over Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can't, I can't imagine, you know, that's such a seminal age, anywhere from like eight to 18 or something like that to lose a parent would be really, would be life-changing, you know? And it's like, it's, it's kind of, um, the way I think about it now, not how I think about it back then, because I'm all, you know, we're all into simulations and things. Well, I'm like, maybe before our life, this, this is just a virtual experience that we're having. And we chose well, this life, I'm going to have a tragic uh, t- uh, period in my high school, and then that's going to change me, and that's going to turn me that. It's like that was sort of the parameters that would be one of the major factors in your life. And it, um, it's of course, it's going to affect affect you from that moment forward. So that's uh, really intense. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it was. It was very, like, uh, and then like not shortly after, then my grandfather died, and he was, oh, wow. he was a real big influence. He He was, you know everything you could think of of how you define a hero i mean he he was he was a war hero he was in the air force in korea and then he was a fireman he and he, he was a fireman until he died he actually and he died of um lung cancer actually and uh, when he was only 60 oh, but he had saved so many lives he worked in new york he was a fireman in new york uh and then he moved over to um metro dade and he was a fireman there um but he was just right. this mountain of a man, you know, what to all of us, all of us kids, <laughs> like my cousins and, and me to see this guy who was just like six foot, you know, ours, <laughs> to, to us, like I said, he was like a mountain to us, to, to us kids. Yeah. And, and then he gets cancer and he's just slowly debilitating into, and then he just shrinks into like, you know, nothing. Yeah. And oh. yeah. So, so that, so that leads you into your, your twenties or so. <laughs> But uh, you got a little bit of time before I imagine you discover VR. What were you, uh, <laughs> what, what, how do you bridge the gap from there to VR? Well, so eventually, you know, I, I started to come to the conclusion that I needed to get my life together. I had basically been down a spiral for too long. Um, and so I, I said, hey, I need, to, I, you know, I need to get my life together. I went back to school. Um, I got a, a job, uh, you know. Um, and for a long time, that stability was really important to me. And I just like the other stuff was great. You know, that the, you know, acting and the music and all that stuff were, were like, you know, my passion projects, but I felt like for me to put, to, to throw everything away, like a stability I have now, it was, you know, very scary for me to even risk something like that. So I just didn't, I just kept going. I was like, Hey, I got everything I need now. You know, I was, I had a good, a good girlfriend had a nice place to live. I had a car, you know, and I had a stable job and stability was great. And I, and I didn't want to end up going backwards. And so that's basically what I did. Uh, and you know, just to, to this day, like I finished college and I got, I have a pretty decent job still. Um, and then the pandemic happened <laughs> so, and the pandemic, I had just gotten a promotion like right before the pandemic. Uh, and it was great. Like I was actually, um, an instructor in a, um, corporate academy. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, it, um, and then the what pandemic hit, um, I was teaching like management. 
Right. Wow, crazy. <laughs> it's not very sexy. Let me just put it there. No, it wasn't it wasn't very sexy, but it was nice to to be in that position where they had respected me enough to to actually allow me to train other people. Um totally. And so and so then the pandemic hit and kind of like screwed everything up because no, like all these different schools, nobody knew what the hell they were going to do now. <laughs> you know, right. they, they start implementing zoom into everything. And right. the company I worked for did some corporate restructuring, I guess, so that they can save their uh, budget or something. So, and I ended up getting squeezed out of that because oh, I was the last person to get hired. <laughs> so, oh man, where to hear that. Yeah. But, you know, I still have a pretty decent job. It just isn't the one I had before, which I really enjoyed. Um, and so anyways, pandemic, I got I got a VR headset because actually I, I, I first used an Oculus when I was in this academy, when I was working for this academy, because they had one for VR learning. And oh, I was wow. like, this is freaking amazing. Like they've come a long way. I thought VR was just a little phone in your <laughs> face and, it, and that thing sucked because I tried, you know, the, the cardboard and all that stuff. And I was like, that, no. Yeah, that was terrible. And so I got this and I'm like, this is, this is right. This is immersive. This, this is, you know, where, what VR is supposed to be. And, and I was under quarantine at the time. Cause I was, cause this is just every, everything started to hit the fan. And I was like, I need to take a, you know, some time because I don't know what my company's going to do to protect us. I don't know where we're going. Um, and so that's what I did. I went under quarantine, bought an, or bought a quest. Or, or actually, no, first I bought a Samsung Odyssey. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I heard of that one. I don't even think. Oh, yeah. They, a Samsung Odyssey Plus. And it's it's actually, it's kind of like a Rift. Like, you plug it into your computer. Uh-huh. Um, and it had really good reviews, and it was inexpensive. Like, at the time, they didn't have the Quest 2. So, this was probably the least expensive, good-running uh, VR unit you could get. Okay. And I mainly got it to play uh, Half-Life. You know, play oh, wow. Alex. Because... I was always okay. been a huge fan of Half-Life. Yeah. Half-Life, you know, Valve, um, they made one of the greatest iconic games of all time. <laughs> you know, like nobody Absolutely. was doing what they were doing at that time. You, okay. Half-Life 2 was just unbelievable. I probably played that a million times. And then, and not only the original, but then every time I modded it <laughs> with whatever somebody had posted in the forums, yeah. you know? Uh, and so I was like, I have to get this because I've been waiting so long for them to come out with the sequel. Oh. And so, uh, and did you play Half Life, Alex? Did you get to it? Oh yeah! So that was the first thing <laughs> oh, <yeah>. I did. <laughs> that was the first <laughs> thing I did. I I got through all of Alex and I loved it. I was I was so happy, and I can't wait till they come out with another one. Um, and then uh, after that, I started kind of like exploring all the different stuff they had. And I found alt space. I, I went on VR chat. I went on, uh, um, like a, a big screen and those kinds of things and VR chat. Yeah. Rec room, a rec room. I was just like, what is this? It's like, yeah. there were little kids trying to show me how to play basketball. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> this is, uh, oh yeah. man, this is, this is not good. And so I went on VR chat and it was still a bunch of kids, but they were like teenage kids and they were all just basically trolling each other dressed like anime women. Right. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I, 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 you, you sit by a fire, a campfire, and you're like, oh, I'm standing next to a 10 foot tall anime girl, anime girl, a, a slug of like a purple, you know, cucumber with eyes. And, like, it's totally wild also. Right. And how long can you stand in front of a mirror? They're, these guys, they'll, they'll be like right. 20 people huddled in front of a mirror. 
Oh, my anime eyes are really popping. This is great. That's right. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and so then I found Altspace. And Altspace just, it, it was really, it was the best out of all the ones I had, I had gone on. And for the amount, the variety of things you could do. And, and also to, to some background, before this was happening, I started getting into like karaoke. Uh, at the bars when, you know, on my days off because I was dating this girl at the time and she was completely nuts, but she, she was a great singer, a really great singer. And she was like, Hey, you need to go up there. You need to do it. And I'm like, but I've never done karaoke like ever. (laughs) And she was like, well, go ahead. You can do it. And I did really well. Like everybody was, you know, um, everybody was giving me standing evasion. They were all, you know, um, and so I was like, wow, this is really fun. And I just started doing it every weekend. This was pro- like probably a year prior to VR. And so then I got uh-huh. into VR. All the bars are closed. And I'm like, I need to do this in VR. <laughs> you know? And there were, I noticed there was a couple of open mics going on at the time. Um, but I was very underwhelmed by a lot of the worlds. And I, so I, mm. that's when I, start, I said to myself, you know, we need an alternate kind of stage an alt stage, right? Mm-hmm. We need, I want to host these events for people to do karaoke or for people to do, uh, you know, whatever they want to do, but I don't want it to be like just the, an alt space playing template. I want it to be my own mm-hmm. something different. And so that's when I started just learning how to build stuff. And at first they were all like, I built a bunch of, uh, worlds using the alt space tools, what the different things they had. And then I started exploring more and seeing like just really amazing worlds like that. Ben had made, like I saw some that Ben had made and Ben's like really good. Um, and, uh, Dave and uh, you know, there's, there's just some amazing builders in here. And I was like, how are you guys doing this? How, do, you know, how are you putting this together? And then I learned about unity. And yeah. so and then, and so I, I basically, the first time I looked at unity, I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. I know how to use Photoshop right. and all this stuff. I was, you know, I was on second life for, I don't know, 10 years or something. This won't be hard for me to figure out all this stuff. I looked right. at it. First time I looked at it, I spent about a half hour trying to figure it out. And then I, I about wanted to throw my computer against the wall. Right. <laughs> I was so frustrated. Uh, and that was the first time I looked at it. So two weeks later, I pick it up and I watch like a couple of YouTube videos on the basics. And then it just all clicked. And from there, I was like, wow, this isn't that hard. This, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. And I've just been gradually learning more and more stuff over, over the months. And now, I mean, if you, I don't know if you've seen my comedy club that I have now, it's light years more advanced than any of the things I built, you know, a year ago. Right. I might be coming to you for a tutorial then because I, 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 I have Unity. I'm trying to upgrade this world, but I just haven't, it's just, I haven't gotten around to it because I, I, my first world I created Unity was 10 times too big to fit into alt space. So it's like, I can't, <laughs> you know, I'll be working out. But I'm sure people here are also experts. Uh, easy, um, how's it going, Celestial and, and Celestini. So, um, yeah, if you, again, if you guys have questions or uh, comments for all person, just uh, put you put it in the raise hand option. And we'll, we'll we'll get to it. Um, uh, but that's great that you uh, picked up Unity so easily and, uh, you know, and you have your your new world. So, um, yeah, that's great. How many how many worlds do you have now? Uh, like I've probably built. More than this, but I think the one the amount that I actually have up are probably about a dozen. 
Uh, One of my most popular worlds, and this is before people were really doing any movie theaters at all, but I built a drive-in, the Altstage drive-in. That's what I love that one. That was a great one. Yeah, I've had probably like 3,000 unique joins on that one. And back then we had a different player (laughs) and it was a lot easier uh, to to, uh, do movies because I actually had like... um, I just had a playlist that would just play all the time. So I didn't have to be there, but now like uh-huh. I actually have to be there to play a movie. <laughs> uh-huh. Even then, isn't it difficult with the copywriting? I, I've, I used to have movie nights also, and it's like, <laughs> you can't, do it, it was very Netflix. difficult. Yeah. It was very difficult. Alt space. They like, I had gone back and forth with alt space and they said that they, that, like, and back then you had to te- message them if you wanted an event feature, like now you could just press a right. button. But, um, yeah, I had to go back and forth to them and I was like, Hey, I've picked movies that, um, are, that are, what do you call it? Uh, I can't think of the word open license where there, you know, there's not a trademark on them. Um, I don't know if anybody out here knows the term for that, but I can't remember it off the top of my head, but yeah, so I would pick the creative commons license or the, um, uh, public domain. Yes. Public domain movies. And so I picked a lot of public domain movies and that's what I would show. Um, and that, and they were cool with that. <laughs> now uh, oh, it, it. it's kind of like the Wild West again, but <laughs> with as far as yeah. what, what, who's showing what. But I think that possibly what the, what they did was they, they came out with something that's kind of indemnifies them. It, they came out with something ah. where it's you personally projecting it into the world, not them. Right. Right. So right. it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I saw someone streaming the new Godzilla movie here on the night opening night. So. <laughs> there's got to be a workaround these days and i'm not a lawyer but from what i've heard there's there's a lot of there's kind of a lot of uh loopholes still on on what you can do and share on the internet um because it's all kind of new like you know all these the streaming stuff and all this stuff is very new and so there's they're basically kind of running to chase to chase or to catch up to figure out what they need to do because you know, for instance, I, I heard something like there's or like Netflix is you're allowed to show something to five of your friends, but no more something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but I don't know. It's weird, though, because if you if you really think about it, if you bought a cassette, right, like back in the day <laughs> when they, they didn't right. have streaming, all that stuff, you could have 30 people over. Nobody's the cops are going to come bashing, you know, beating down your door over it. You paid money for a movie and it's probably not the first penny you spent on it. You probably saw it in the theater when it first came out, too. Right. I mean, and these these guys are making so much money. They're making money hand over fist. And if they really want to complain about it, then maybe they need to, you know, um, change their system because movies are costing too much money too. Why are they costing so much money? They shouldn't right. be. They're, they're overpaying right. for things and they're overcharging for things. And it's the same with like, you know, the NFL too. Like why, why are there hundreds and millions and billions of dollars in this? Because you guys set the rates. And because of that, it's going to end up getting back. It's going to come back to you because what happens when movie theaters fail? What happens when everything has to be on streaming sites? You're not going to have the same control you that you did before because of the competition. You're going to have all these streaming services on there that are that are not going to charge. Like nobody's going to say, "Oh, I better pay sixty dollars a month for Netflix." Like they're not going to. They're probably not going to do that. They'll probably just say, "No, screw it. That's too much. I'll find something else to watch." You know, I'll find another right. way. And yeah. so they have to keep competitive pricing. 
And it's not the same, you know, it's not the same. Uh, and, you know, movie theaters were barely scraping by as it was because the movie companies were charging them so much money for these films. And the only money they were taking in was from concessions. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the problem today, though, is that even the studios are <laughs> getting the money. You know who's getting the money now is Jeff Bezos and, oh, yeah. uh, and, and, the guy, and Disney. And, you know, these guys are the ones now who are just like it's the tech companies that have taken all the profits because they're the ones who right. have the platforms. Right? And, and yes. every, all the studios are trying to catch up. But MGM just got bought by uh by amazon, amazon. by basil yeah. so it's like you know, there's a new world and tech has just taken over and now uh the 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 um the old uh studio system is just being absorbed into the tech world uh, because they kind of were sleeping uh at the wheel and kind of missed their opportunity yeah. Yeah. well they they got a big head they they were the kings for so long that they didn't think anyone was going to dethrone them and it's the same mm. thing that's going to happen to the oil industry my words because the oil industry refuses to compromise they refuse to change when people the, like a lot of people want you know solar they want air they want renewable energy they don't want to to keep burning these fuels that are destroying our planet if they can if they can do it you know and because of that whether or not the oil companies are get smart and start changing you know gradually changing over some company will and it might be a big tech company who knows right they have these tech companies are becoming bigger than god yeah <laughs> it's 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 totally true um all right well let's uh let's go into some of your events here uh and um if i don't know who here has been to some of alt stage events events anyone here celestial hyperspice yes it looks like celestini uh dan the man and the man is not so sure just yet. Uh, OZ <laughs> and Andrews, Andrews hopping around. Hopefully, he's uh, figuring out how to find out all the. I've got a, I've got a game in here that he's maybe trying to figure out all the pieces of. Um, anyway, we got up here. Oh, here, come, here, here hops somebody. Who's that? Chase. All right, so um, let's let's talk about some some of the events, and maybe you can tell us like what your inspiration was. It looks like we've you've touched on um, a few of them. I do, uh, but um, not all of them. And the man actually does have something he wants to say. So let's sure. see what Dan the man has to say. What's up, Dan? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Watch. did y'all make this world? It's pretty nice. <laughs> oh yeah, this is my uh, this is my little my little cyberspace uh, cyberpunk zone uh, simulation city. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> it's uh, not as good as some of alt alt person's worlds with his uh, Unity capabilities, but I'm I'm working my way up to that. Oh yeah, so you use did you use Unity to make this one or did not? These are all pieces that are in the kits that are available through Altspace. Okay. So, well, good job, yeah, man. It's really nice. Anyway, okay. this looked like it was pretty interesting, so I'll, I'll stay around for a little bit. All right, cool. Thanks, Dan the Man. And uh, the reason I'm saying Dan the Man for the listeners out there is because it's spelled M A Y O N. Well, maybe we'll get. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I say uh, I started spelling like that because Dan the Man's always taken, and uh, Got it. the Man. Is more, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Very cool. So, very cool. The, so right. every time you enter a room and someone calls your name, they sound like they're at a, uh, like a drunk frat party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, look, everybody, is. it's Dan the Mayon. <laughs> All right, Celestini's <laughs> got uh, something for you as well. What's up, Celestini? Sure. Hi. Um, so 
I've seen recently that there's been an event where somebody is like trying to teach people unity. Is that you? Or is that? No. Do you know? Oh, okay. Now there's a few people that are doing that. Um, and I think that's great. See, I have a hard, I have a really hard time learning, um, learning things in classes. Uh, so I usually, what I, I, I actually learn better from like diagrams and from words, but I do watch YouTube videos, but YouTube videos are kind of like, are really hard to follow too because they always start with like a like a minute or two minute intro <laughs> with whoever's yeah. doing it and i hate this and i'm just trying to fast forward through that and get to the point and then they'll have like a seven minute video that's that's going to explain something that you're doing in unity that's actually takes you an hour and a half to do so you're sitting right. but they have it on fast forward so you're sitting there like pausing every second to get to see what they just did yep. <laughs> But really? yeah, if you're good in an, in a class setting, like everybody learns differently, right? So if you're good in a class setting and you're good with somebody in front of you showing you this, that, and the other, then I, I have to say that's for you. There's a bunch of people that are teaching classes. There's um, who is it? I think Carnivore teaches have, a class. Yeah. yeah, I have an I have an episode. If you go back to our our uh, podcast episodes, uh, we have an episode where Carnivore talks all about his process and everything. And then you can go to YouTube and see Carnivore's videos. He's been it was really helpful for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, um, and there's a few new people who've been coming through here teaching unity as well. Um, I say, you know, go for it. If nothing else, check out the class just so you can get, you know, an outline, get an idea of what it's all about. And if you choose to continue in that, or if you choose that you want to go check out YouTube videos or check out, you know, different, uh, unity forums or whatever, then you can do that, whatever works for you, you know? A lot of it, if you learn the basics, a lot of it kind of like you, you start to figure out once you understand the controls and how, how the things work in the app, it, it starts to be, you can kind of screw around with things and you'll understand and, and you'll, you'll start to get it. A big thing, if you're new to Unity, I would suggest you get, which is freaking amazing thing that they have. It's a plugin and it's called Pro Builder. And this is, so if you actually, if you go into the, uh, the pull down menus, it's like the second to last or the last pull down menu. There's a little option there. It says package manager, bring up the package manager and then search pro builder. And once you add pro builder to that, it basically kind of adds the same functionality that you'd have in like blender or something like you can actually sculpt items inside of unity. So you don't have to use an outside app. And it's really easy to use. It's it's actually a lot easier to use than Blender. Blender is not necessarily hard to use, but if you're not familiar with it, it's it's a little hard. Like I, I'm, I know a little bit of Blender, but there's a lot of people who I'm sure know way more. But it's not as easy as Pro Builder. I'll tell you that. Cool. Um, all right. Well, we'll uh, Saint Justin has what? We'll take one more question from Saint Justin uh, before we move on to your events here. Uh, what's sure. up, Saint Justin? Hey, what's going on? Hey. How much? Uh, not really a question. I was going to say um, I downloaded um, Unreal Engine 5 last night and uh, took, a, took a little quick chance of looking at that. Um, really encourage going, going out and actually downloading it. It was absolutely amazing. has a new uh, virtual reality engine. Uh, has a new uh, intake. You can uh, essentially take, you know, whatever design whatever sculpture whatever you know uh lighting system that you have whatever fluid package that you have and actually uh, port it directly into your oculus 2 goggle and run it real time 
Um, oh, wow. It's, it's, it's freaking awesome. Just go, go test it out. They even have a character um, uh, mapping that, that actually does um, uh, the mapping of your character for you. So if you're like jumping over, a, you know, a rock or a, a desk or, you know, any, you know, particular piece of, you know, a uh, thing that's actually inside the world. If you're jumping over it, it'll actually create all of the character movements for you. You don't have oh. to create any of them. You just have to sort of, uh, um, essentially align yourself with the actual object that you're jumping over. And then it creates all of the different movements for you. So there's no packaging, there's no extra scripting. There's no nothing. It just, it, it generates it for you as you're going. And it'll even wow. do that with uh, part- particle sprays and with uh, huh. like if you if you take a, if you take like a weapon and and shoot it at like a wall or whatever, uh, it'll actually destruct, uh, create the destruction pattern, create the actual oh. collisions. Uh, it'll actually destroy the structure that you brought into it. So if you bring in a map that has a wall, and it knows that the wall has another end, it'll actually destroy the wall. It was, I don't know. It was awesome. Just check it out. It's no, it sounds really <laughs> so cool. many different extra, extra in the VR, steps to it. It was really the cool. VR part. Do they incorporate like hand tracking? Like where you don't have to use the controllers where it, um, I, I didn't dig in that deep. I just, uh, I, I, you know, it kind of comes with its own little, um, a sort of, uh, setup environment. And you can kind of, you can port that. So I ported mine into my uh, goggles. I was doing a, uh, a Unreal Engine 4 project. And Unreal Engine 5 is so much better. So I'm, I'm going to have to actually decompile and deconstruct everything and re-import it into 5. Because it was so much better. There were so many different little <laughs> things that you could do with things. There little triggers that you could do. Um, well, I'm gonna you can synthesize out. entire sound <laughs> mapping. Um, oh, it was just, it was awesome. Just, yeah, check it out. Absolutely. Cool. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a technology moving so fast. Every time you learn one thing, it's like the next thing is all along that makes it almost, almost obsolete. <laughs> kind of crazy. Um, okay. So let's go, let's talk about uh, your inspiration behind some of your events here. Maybe your most popular ones, the, the ones that I've noticed anyway. So Jaws VR comedy club, where did the idea for a shark comedy club come from? <laughs> Okay, so well, I've been I've been wanting to do a comedy club for a while, uh, just like how um, Isle and Nappy they have the failed to render one. I was like, you know, I, that sounds like a lot of fun. I want to do one too. And so I, I originally I, I had talked to one person and and I was trying to set up like a partnership where we could work together to do it. They weren't really interested, but I had built a club already. I had built a really nice club that that from that very that felt very real. Like it like it was set to kind of be like a very real uh nightclub, like a um almost like a cocktail club. And I thought it would be really cool for comedians to actually feel like they're in a real real life club. And so that was my first project on the on the comedy. And then I met um, a, a comedian from Australia named Hayden, and he had he had some kind of falling out with uh, failed to render at the time, um, which was fine. But I, I just said, hey, you know, and I saw that he was doing comedy shows in, but he was kind of using the the um, generic alt uh, alt space templates. And I was like, hey, I already have a comedy club. I'm not really using it. Um, why don't you come over and we'll and we can do that together. And so, and we started that and we, and it was his upload comedy. And that's where we, we started with doing upload comedy for a while. 
Um, there's a lot of things. See, for for me, when when I did events, I noticed a lot of times people hosting events in alt space were, um, what's the word I would use? They were, um, I can't think of the word offhand, but but they they weren't very oh inclusive there was a lot of wow. events that weren't very inclusive like certain mm-hmm. people were cool to be in there and then other people they would just kick out not mm-hmm. necessarily having any reason and i i my whole thing with my with alt stage was i didn't want to do that like aside from age you know um things like you know obviously if you're in a place where you're talking about adult things you can't have somebody who's underage in there but aside from that, I didn't want to be a place where it wasn't where there wasn't inclusion in the event. I wanted people to feel free to come in there. At the time, um, when I first started doing open mics and stuff like that, most of the events where performers were on stage, everybody was muted. So I was like, no, that's not real. You know, like I've been, you know, I've mm. been in, in bars, I've been in clubs. And that's not real. You hear people, people, you know, mm. laugh, they heckle, they whistle, whatever, you know, or maybe they're having a private conversation somewhere in the back, having a drink. And that's realism. That's what I wanted in all space. Cause this mm. is VR, you know, we want to feel like it's real. And so my open mics, nobody was muted. My, uh, the comedy club, nobody was muted. And, you know, it, a lot of times when you're, when you're, working with another person, there's things that can happen where you don't necessarily see eye to eye. And that's pretty much what, what happened in, in that particular situation. Um, I, it got to the point where I was doing a lot of the work and I just didn't feel very appreciated. Um, and so I just decided, Hey, I'm going to stop doing this. You know, they can keep doing their thing, but I'm not going to be involved in it anymore. Um, and then, and somebody said to me, well, Hey, if things aren't working, you know, one of my friends in all space, they were like, if things aren't, are, you know, aren't working in there, that doesn't mean you have to give up. Like, that doesn't mean you just need to stop. Why don't you just make your own comedy club and oh. do your own thing? And yeah. then I was, and, and I thought about it and I was really defeated at that point. And I was like, but you know what? You're right. I should do that. <laughs> and so that's what I did. I, I, I put together a new comic club. Originally I was thinking maybe it could be some kind of like, um, some some kind of like a mafia types a uh, theme or something and then i was like no i'm gonna go with something else and i was looking and i was searching through all kinds of assets all over the place like sketchfab and unity and is cgi trader and or, or cg trader and all that and i saw this shark uh, <laughs> i saw this shark head and i was like huh this could be it like who's doing this who's got a stage with a giant shark head and and I thought it would be amazing. And so that became Jaws. <laughs> but cool. I still wanted to, yeah. And I still wanted to look like a classy club. So it's like kind of all marble and my reflections are, um, I, I got to learn a lot about reflections. So it's all very shiny and reflective and, and it's also kind of like uh, dim and warm and very um, exclusive feeling. There's an upper level. Uh, in the hallway, you, you see a, a poster of every comic that comes and performs and you actually see their real life um, pictures, you know, a lot of them on stage doing stand up, and you, and you could also see their um, Instagram or their website, whatever kind of thing. So you could follow them. Um, I put a lot of time and a lot of thought into it. Cause I really wanted it to make be an immersive experience. I wanted it to be a great comedy club. 
Yeah, very cool. It's 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 great that you know. Well, oftentimes we have you have world builders and you have hosts, but you're kind of a, a hybrid of those where you're creating these cool worlds and then actually hosting events in them. So that's really great. But, yeah, that's what. Um, I, I, there's a there's a woman here named uh, Daisy Shaw. I don't know if you've met her. Yeah, of course. Daisy Shaw makes these immense worlds. She's so talented. She spends so much time and and she and so much detail in these things. But she she actually said something like, you know, uh, all person. He's kind of more of an event builder. He's not really like a world builder. And she's right. Like I I don't I don't care that much about like massive immense things. I I really want to build stuff that's for events. Totally. Cool. Um, well, hopefully, uh, some of these folks here will be getting to your events, like Hog and the Wart. <laughs> I love the name. <laughs> Kay Morrison, Bohem uh, Grove, Leslie Fay, one, two, three, oh, Andrew, uh, Poppy Apat. Leslie Fay uh, has something she wants to say. What's up, Leslie? What inspires you? Good question. What uh. inspires you? <laughs> um, it, a lot of things inspire me, people inspire me. Uh, some like read, like I read a lot, uh, different things I read, uh, news inspires me. Um, when I see other people's worlds, like, I, you know, there's a lot of people who I am very envious of that just do great work. Like, I don't know if you've seen any of artsy's worlds or if you've seen any of, um, Maddie boy's worlds, Maddie boy is just like insane. Like he spends so much time, like just on details, he could spend months just creating something. And when it's done, it's just like, Wow. <laughs> you know, wow. And I watch it and I'm like, geez, man, I wish I had more time to devote to this. <laughs> I got a full-time job. Um, but yeah, and there's just, there's so many great people in all space, so many talented artists, you know, and, and not just with designing stuff, but there's great musicians. There's, um, comedians there and then there's there's just so many people who didn't even know you know they didn't even know that they were talented they come in here and this is this broad welcoming environment just like flush with talent and they start to find themselves they start to find who they are and what they have to bring and it's just amazing so it, it's it amazes me totally Great. Okay, we'll take one more question for now, and then we'll go to the next slide. But uh, anyone else who wants to ask uh, a question or or have a comment, just put uh, the uh, question in the raise hand option. Celestini, what you got? Hi. Um. Yeah, I have a question. Is there any kind of event that you would like to do? Like you would like to host, like something like a birthday party or wedding or any sort of thing that you haven't done yet? <laughs> um. Let's see. Well, we were, I know we were, t there's us, uh, I'm talking with somebody about actually creating a, um, politically, a po political debate event. And that could be a lot of fun where people kind of discuss, I mean, it could also be really cutthroat who knows, but either way yeah. it's entertaining, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but as far as weddings, like I, you know, I know this might not be, uh, something that a lot of people are going to like, but I don't really approve of like the whole wedding thing. Like I, I feel like if some if you love somebody, you don't need a ring to prove it. You don't need a ceremony to prove it. And you don't need to spend thousands of dollars to prove that. Like, you you know, you think of how much you could do with your soulmate. If you just save that money, put it in the bank and then, I don't know, plan a trip somewhere. There's so many this, great things you could do. That could be your pitch for a virtual wedding. Because they don't need to spend. You just have it in all space. Carbon footprint. There you go. I've. I've been to a wedding at Old Space, so it happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. There's been a few that I've seen since I've been here. Um, 
but yeah so see well and i got the talk show that one's a lot of fun where we uh we the worst worst talk show in alt space and so it's kind of so like, happens to be uh that just so happens to be oh. the slide we have here <laughs> great <laughs> is that your old is that your old gear your old get up with your leather jacket well, the the thing about me, anybody who knows me at Alt Space, is I change my look all the time. <laughs> I don't have like a signature look. Uh, I randomly change. Um, but yeah, at, at one point, whenever I took that picture, yeah, that's how what I look like. I think I that was when I was dressed as like an '80s vampire. <laughs> I had my leather jacket and my red eyes. So, what kind of people were you interviewing on the worst talk show in Alt Space, <laughs> or were you just talking with people? Yeah. So the whole idea, um, the whole premise for the worst talk show was to have a talk show where there's like no planning involved, you know, except for having topics. Like I got a couple of topics that I plan to talk about, but we don't have, we don't really have guests. Uh, you know, the, the set is just some old rundown room, (laughs) like, uh, there's some old couch we probably dug out of the trash. That's, that's based. And, and, um, and so basically at any, anybody who comes to the show, any audience member at any time can be a guest on the show. We'll discuss these issues because the great thing is ab- about bringing people at random is that ev- like all these different opinions, all these different perspectives on, on different things that are going on. And, and it becomes just a great conversation. And you can either you know raise your hand if you want to participate or I'll just randomly pick you and pull you up. <laughs> Nice. But yeah, it's and it's a lot of fun though. I mean, we have some seriously heated uh discussions in there. Um and and it's actually a lot of fun. Very informative. <laughs> um cool. Dan the man, we'll take one more from Dan the man and then uh we'll move. I think I got one more slide. Hey man, Dan. on the uh worst talk show in alt space, I think you actually called me up there one time. Last time I used <laughs> Yeah. That. Uh, it sure did. I didn't know it was about those two actors, and the one that was like having problems with having relations with kids or something. Oh, we were talking about Seth Rogen and James yeah, Franco. Yeah. And I had to like leave immediately, but yeah, man, it was it's a really good <laughs> idea because you know, even even though it's a fucked up topic, whatever, but it's cool. Just because you don't even I wasn't expecting to be called up. I was like, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? And then you call me, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Go ahead, go on up, see what happens. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, you were the you were the guest. Idea. That's yeah. awesome. And I, and I always ask the guests where they're from and what they do. Right. So then we could also kind of get some frame of mind of you know where they might be coming from. You know, because totally. people in different places have different have completely different experiences. Totally. No, I love that also about this is that you don't know if someone's calling in from Greek or they're in Mexico City or they're in Seattle or wherever. So I, I love that part of this as well. All right. So this was an interesting one. Drunken dating advice. That's like something <laughs> in your younger days you may have been an expert at. How did, how did, you, uh, how did this one come about? This might be an older one. Well, this is this one I, is is like a one-off show. Like I have a several one-off mm-hmm. shows I do, where like at any given time I might just feel like bored and want to throw throw out a show, and this is one of them. And this pulls a lot uh, from my you know experience with psychology, because mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of so we so we get in there and we discuss people's relationships, um, you know, what kind of dating they've been doing, who they want to date, what they're using to date, and also their background. 
you know, because knowing yourself is key to, to knowing other people. Like if you want to, if you want to get involved with another person, you really have to know yourself first, you, you know, cause that's how you figure out whether or not you're compatible or e- even more. So that's how you figure out whether or not you're in a place that you should even be dating at all. A lot of people sure. just jump the gun. They're like, I don't want to be single, but you know, maybe you need to be single for a little bit, a little bit so that you can get your stuff together. You know, cause a lot of you, you're going to jump in a relationship with someone and you don't, and that's a lot of responsibility. Like taking care of yourself is a ton of responsibility, but then once you bring someone else into it, it, it doubles or triples. And especially if there's kids involved. It looks like uh, Zakia 77 back there is definitely agree with you. <laughs> and <laughs> Boehm Grove uh, might be also. Um, yeah, no, that's really interesting. So, uh, so you, I'm sure you, if it was only a one-off, maybe you need to reprise it. Guys, should he reprise his uh, Duncan dating <laughs> advice show? Would you guys go to that? It looks like Andrew is like, I'm not sure, but Poppy Tat's like, I'm all about it. Uh, and so is Salastini and so is Zakia. So yeah, maybe you're going to need to bring it back. Um, which, 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 which um, brings us to, I guess, the, the, the final little section here. If, and if anyone has any final questions or comments for all person, uh, use that raise hand option. But so where do you, uh, let's start with old space and, and VR. Where do you think it's headed and where's the, where's the trajectory here? Um, so from everything that I've heard, you know, I've heard a few rumors from people and I've heard things from people who actually work for all space, but they not, I'm not going to necessarily, I'm not going to list any names and I'm not going to say exactly which things came from who, because I don't want to blow anyone up or anything. But from what I, from what I understand, they're working on implement, they've been working on trying to um, bring micro, the Microsoft accounts and in, in, into all space so that it's just, so that everybody has this account that's integrated with Microsoft. And then that will enable them to add like um, the ability to spend money on things. Mm-hmm. So then you could possibly have um, big stars come in here where you buy tickets to see them, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, there's other services that offer the same thing, but I Roblox. also see a downside. What's that? Rob- Roblox is it called? Oh, I don't know about Roblox. I don't know if they do that. I have, I haven't spent much time in Roblox, but I know that Facebook has like something where you can watch events. Um, and there's, a, I think there's a, a couple of other ones where you could do that, where you can watch live um, events from people. Um, Cause I think, uh, what was it? Billie Eilish had a big VR event, I believe hmm. um, that was live. Right. But um, right. so that's one thing. And that could also, so the, the downside of that possibly is once you start bringing in um, a lot of money into something, then it be kind of turns into a much more of a corporate thing where you got all mm. these big players coming in and then where's the community, you know, what happens to the community that's been doing all this stuff. So, and I don't think that, I, and I'm based on everything I know about the people that, that are, that work for alt space. Um, I don't think that they necessarily want that. I, I think that they are probably going to work real hard to, to make a good in between where there's still a, a lot of emphasis on community. And then also there's some more added benefits. And uh, another thing I've been hearing is that they're going to start um, making, or they probably already started, but making uh, apps for smartphones so that people could actually be involved in alt space when they're not even at home, when they're not, you know, when they're not in a headset, when they're not sitting in front of their computer, which I think is a great idea too. So you could have a lot more people involved in events when, you know, when they're on their lunch break or when they're on vacation somewhere, you know, I think that'd be great. 
would be competing with like Clubhouse instead of just competing with your standalone a VR set at home or something. That's kind of crazy. Again, and that is part of the reason why they have a low poly count in these worlds is because they want to keep it mobile friendly, right? So that may may be happening. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, the thing, crazy. the thing, the. Th- the other thing they could do is I think like VR chat might do this, but they could set it up where you have, where they separate um, the different versions that you upload. So like when you, when you um, upload through unity, it actually sets up a version for Mac. It sets up one for Android for windows um, and then uploads them. So if they were to actually set up a system where you could say, Hey, I'm on a phone, press a button. And then you go into the one that's, that's made for a phone as opposed to one that's really big. And so they could do Mm. that. I think mm. that's VR chat does that to a degree where they have like one that's for mobile devices and one that's for windows devices. Mm. Curious who here is, uh, who here is using a VR headset? One, two, three, four, five. Who here is using a PC? <laughs> uh, well, but the fact that Poppy can't raise his hand, maybe that tells us that he, he, yeah, he's on a PC. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so it's like ninety percent are uh, in a, with a VR headset, and some are on a, a PC. That's kind of crazy, um, right? But right. but if they could yeah, get on with other devices, it, that would explode. You know, that would completely change. You'd have a huge totally. percentage of people that would come in, especially when it was big big shows like you know comedy shows, music events. There'd be a lot totally. of people that would want to come on that just didn't have a VR device. Totally crazy. Um, all right. So one more question for me, and then we'll uh, take uh, the others from the audience. So where is uh, the future of alt person? Where do you um, see yourself going with alt stage productions and alt stage events? Are you going to be continually expanding or are you slowing down or what? Um, so I, as far as the, with the comedy show, I, that's like a passion project of mine. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy bringing these comedians from all over the world to entertain. Um, so that's something I'm, I'm definitely want to keep doing because it's something I love. Um, and I'm doing some comedy too. I've been doing some zoom things and, um, I've been working a lot on that writing. Like, you know, I've, I've done a lot of writing my whole life, but I've been doing a lot of comedy writing in the last year and a half. Um, so I've been doing, I've been doing some of that. In fact, you can actually follow me on Instagram, Jake Dylan comedy. Um, but I'm also doing a lot of music. I don't know if you've if you've ever heard any of my songs. I don't know. In don't fact, so. I've got uh, we have one song that we that me and DJ Loot worked on for Alt Space. It's actually called oh. "This Is This Is Alt Space," um, and it's on Spotify right now. It's on uh, iTunes. It's on YouTube, so you can actually pull it up on there. You can <laughs> love it, like it. Uh, you could write an angry, nasty comment to me telling me how much I suck. No, but don't do that, please. But it's actually really good. Uh, DJ Luke produced it. I, I do the vocals and I wrote the song. Um, and he actually, he did the, some of the vocals too, but yeah, it, it's a great, it's a great sounding song. Um, and it's available there on all those uh, <laughs> formats. I'll have to that put that link when we, when we list our uh, episode on Spotify, I'll have to post that in the links. That's awesome. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I and no I got idea. three more songs on the way that, um, I've written a ton of songs and I've got three more that I just recorded and he's going to be working on producing. So we should have those out too soon. Multi-talented man here. Okay. Zach, you (laughs) got something for us. Hey, can you hear me? My, it looks like it. Absolutely. All right. Um, first off, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, you're an inspirational 
been being um you put out so much content and um really grateful that um people like you um make all space worth coming to you know um if it wasn't for people like you creating all this content we wouldn't we would be at the campfire but you know um <laughs> it was quite at the scene earlier today i must say but um anyways my question is what um can we do better um to get more people to want to create content um to make it seem more accessible i think it might is uh might be a bit intimidating for some a lot of people i know it's a lot of work um but what can we do to make it more accessible or if you have any tips for people who are um interested in creating events that um might not seem intuitive um that you've gained over with experience well i would say i would say when it comes to anything that you create um don't you don't have to create things for other people you know artists don't create things for other people you know artists create things for themselves because it's something that they feel they want and, th and it's the same way if you come in here and you build something that's yours so it doesn't have to be fast it doesn't have to be the best it just has to be yours you know and, and if people like it that's great but don't, you know you should never you should never go into any kind of artistic project thinking, man, uh, if people don't like this, it's going to be terrible. It should always like, cause art is something, it's something that humans have. It's this gift that humanity has to really express who they are, you know? And so you, you should, you know, just grab a hold of that and just, and just do whatever, you, whatever feels right for you, you know? Um, and, and alt space has a lot of great tools in here that you can, you could get started with and you could build different things that you're into. If you want to get involved in more complex things and more advanced things, like personally, I feel like once I learned unity, it's way easier and more efficient and, and less time consuming than building in world. But it w it will take you a little while to learn it. You know, it might not, you know, just to learn basics, it probably won't take you more than a week if you, you know, and that's like a week if you're not working, like a week of just doing it. But you could spread that out, take a, you know, spend a couple hours here or there and and you'll be able to do it. But if you're more comfortable doing it in VR, you know, pulling things, seeing it all right in front of you, then, go, go you know, go for it. There's people, like I said, I was mentioning earlier, Daisy Shaw, the, like the majority of the worlds that she built, she built in alt space. And if you've seen them, they are just amazing. Amazing. So you can do that. You could do that. It's, you know, it's more about your vision. What do you want to do? And then just make it happen. Absolutely. Great advice. I could tell you, you have a, a artistic background with your music and your acting because uh, you're, you're, you're speaking music to many people's ears, including mine. It sounds, sounds great. Great advice. <laughs> Anyone else Thank have you. anything for, for all person before uh, we close it out here? Last chance, last chance, Leslie Faye. I know you got something. Nope. Okay. I did okay, want cool. to say one more thing though. Yeah. Because I um, I actually changed the schedule for the three events that I'm running uh, now, and actually the uh, Jaws Comedy Club will be on Tuesday nights now at 10 p.m. Eastern time. I believe mm -hmm. that's seven Pacific. Um, 
And then the other two shows that I run, the Alt Stage Open Mic and the Worst Talk Show, are actually going to be one after the other on Saturday nights now. So it's going to be uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time will be Worst Talk Show, and then at 9 p.m. will be Alt Stage Open Mic. And uh, that's a new schedule for those events. Cool. And where can people get in touch with you out in the real world? Um, well, you could follow me on Instagram, uh, Jake Dylan Comedy on Instagram, or you could find me right on Facebook. It's all person. It's real simple to find me. You'll see a picture of an avatar. <laughs> I, I think. Yeah. Wait, did I change it? Yeah, I think it's still an avatar. So yeah, you'll see me all person on Facebook. So thank you for teleporting into this world cast of Simulation Nation, whether you're with us in virtual reality or 2D or listening to the podcast a week from now on Spotify or iTunes. And remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation, Twitter at Simulation VR, Facebook and Discord. And join us next time for our trip down Nostalgia Lane for the 90s anti-classic 13th floor. Until then, stay plugged, my friends. <laughs>